welcome to another episode of Practical Magic Musings. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak, and this is the show where we talk about rituals and wisdom to help you live your most magical life. And today we are going to talk about one of the core components to living a magical life, and that is your intuition. So listening to your intuition is really a non-negotiable if you want to live a magical life. In fact, if you want to feel empowered, if you want to feel um, in the flow of life, connecting to your intuition is one of the most crucial parts of that. In fact, that's one of the questions that I get a lot, which is why I wanted to do this podcast today because when I'm working with clients or whether it's a DM on Instagram or a comment on a YouTube video, People always want to know, how can I deepen my connection with my intuition? You might be looking at me or someone else you follow on Instagram or maybe a a magical friend that you have that's always talking about, oh, I got this download or I saw this sign or I just knew my intuition told me that I had to take that job or I had to say no to this or that that was going to be my person, right? And we wonder, okay, well, is something wrong with me or am I not as tuned in or am I doing something wrong that I don't know how to tune into that force, into that that magical connection that it seems like some other people you might know are really tuned into. And the truth is, is that we all have the power to tap into that. It's just that some of us have flexed those muscles more. Some of it might come easier to some of us, but we all have that capability. So today's episode, I'm really going to break down not only why listening to your intuition is so important and why it's something worthy of you exercising and practicing and really doing the push-ups for, but I'm also going to share with you some exercises and ways you can practically incorporate it into your life to really get into that magical flow, to start receiving the signs and the downloads and and knowing when you're getting those intuitive nudges. But before we dive into that, I do want to kick off the show with sharing uh, one of our latest five-star reviews. Um, as you guys know, I am for every 25 people that leave a five-star review and a little comment on it, I'm going to give away one one-on-one hour-long breakthrough session with me. So I thought it'd be fun to start sharing these reviews that you guys are leaving um, because they really light me up and I love hearing you guys and your comments and your feedback. So this one is from TamTam10 and she says, it's a blessing with a little high five emoji. Cassandra is such a gift of health, spiritual, and life knowledge from her podcast to website to online group to YouTube. Very grateful to be guided by her. Thank you so much, TamTam. I appreciate your comments. And for those of you who are listening, if you like this, if you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, hit subscribe, let me know in the comments below. Um, And if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, you know, give me a five-star review and let me know what you like about the podcast or what suggestions you have for future episodes. All right, without further ado, let us dive into intuitive land. So first off, why is it so important? Um, You know, the the purpose of this podcast, the purpose of my work in the world is to truly help people awaken to their most magical life, to activate their superpowers so that they can live in a place of flow and ease and abundance and experience all of the beautiful magic and 
you know, mystical things that are happening right beneath our eyes that so many of us on any given day gloss over or don't tap into, don't acknowledge. And your intuition is this GPS system that you were given to navigate your life on this earth. When you incarnated on this planet as a soul, you came here with your intuition this this soul gps that is a beautiful little little guidance mechanism for you to know when you should move forward when you should turn left to be able to receive guidance be able to see those signs get those intuitive nudges and you know the thing about intuition is i really feel like it, it goes beyond you know whether or not Whatever your religious background is, um, if you like to talk to God or spirit or universe or your angels or your spirit guides, um, fairies, whatever, mermaids, whoever you want to talk to, right? You can talk to anyone, um, but, but the base of what we can call that is our intuition, right? We can use different methods of kind of communicating with that, um, but but at the primal level of it, it's our intuition. So whether you believe, you know, it's it's God showing you the way, or it's your, you know, your aunt uh, Josephine showing you the way, or it's Metatron showing you the way, or you know, Mary Magdalene is giving you signs. Um, all of those, and we can get into that in a future episode. Definitely um, leave a comment below. Let me know if you want me to get into some of that later. I will. Or find me on Instagram and tell me. But um, but for this purpose, the intuition is this core fundamental principle, right? That we have this guidance system within all of us. And when we're listening to it, we are in our power. When we're listening to it, we are honoring our, our birthright, our divine birthright. And so many of us feel so powerless feel so out of control in our lives, feel so tossed around and confused because we haven't leveraged the power of our intuition, because we haven't fully stood in this incredible superpower that we have inside of us to help us navigate this thing called life. So I hope that got your attention. I hope that, you know, no matter where you are in your journey, you can always sharpen these muscles, right? These, these are kind of like your, if you think about like your mental muscles, right? Like maybe, I don't know, I guess your physical muscles work the same way, right? Where <laughs> clearly I'm, I'm probably more used to working my mental muscles than my physical muscles. But, you know, you, you don't get to a point where you just like stop exercising, right? You don't get to a, a point, hopefully not in life, where you just want to stop learning. Because through the constant physical activity and, and through constant learning, we're building new synapses, right? We're building more muscles. We're keeping ourselves fit. We're tuning ourselves in. And it's the same thing with our intuition. So, well, yes, of course, I see signs and I receive intuitive nudges and I get downloads and I feel very connected to my intuition. Most of the time, there is always room for improvement and there is always certain areas of our life that we have trouble listening to our intuition with other than most. It's the areas of our life that we trust ourselves least. The areas of our life that we make so special that we 
that we don't feel worthy in, that we don't feel smart enough in, that we don't feel like we're wise enough in, right? That we end up ignoring our intuition. And how tragic that is, right? Because that's the area of your life that would be most transformed by you actually tuning into your intuition. So, I mean, just to, as we go into these, these tools and these steps and things you can do, I want you to just take a minute and think about that. What is the area of your life that maybe you're boxing your intuition out of? What's the area of your life that you're saying, huh? You know, I can follow my intuition around making friends or I can follow my intuition around what, I, what I'm eating, but I'm not going to follow my intuition around my love life. Or, mm, I don't really trust my judgment around my career. You know, I can't listen to my intuition around money. You know, money is, is, is a separate thing. I have to, you know, talk to someone who knows stuff about money for that, right? So whichever area of your life, and I'm sure you have one that's coming up right now, if not multiple ones, that you explicitly box your intuition out of, that you say, okay, I don't trust it in that area of our life. I want you to to just start using that as the lens in which you're going to see the rest of this conversation. So you can have a breakthrough around that area and you can have some tools to really shift some things majorly there. Because the area of our life that we're not using our intuition is the area of our life that is suffering the most right now. It's the area of your life that you don't feel connected to. Once again, you feel powerless. You feel out of control. You don't know what to do. And it's because you don't, you're not plugged in to that beautiful divine connection that you have to that GPS that works in every area of your life. That GPS works whether you're talking to your body and tuning in and asking, hey, do I want to go to CrossFit this morning or is my body feeling more like Pilates, right? That same thing comes in when we're, deciding whether or not we should go on that second date or stay home and take a bath, right? Hmm, what, what, which one should I do? Um, that same thing kicks in when we're deciding, oh, should I um, sign that contract or should I ask for more money, right? And, and so there are some ways where we, we need to reclaim it. And the first step to fully reclaiming your intuition and to deepening your intuition is owning that you want to. Is, is showing up for it, is actually saying, hey, I want to flex these muscles. I want to I become better at this. I want to be able to trust myself. Um, and, you know, a, a quick story of how I began with that. Um, my, my journey following my intuition began after my Dark Night of the Soul, which I know a lot of you guys heard if you listened to the first Practical Magic episode where I talk about my spiritual aha, my spiritual practical magic awakening. And because I was in such a sad place around my brother and everything that was going on, I almost instinctively, because of the meditation I was doing, because of the deep, deep, deep surrender I was naturally in at that point in my life, had to start listening to my intuition. And I wouldn't have told you I was listening to my intuition at that point. I certainly didn't even know I was listening to my intuition at that point. Um, instead, I felt like I was following my joy. I I was in this really dark place in my life and I knew almost on a survival level that the only way I was going to able to continue to move on to get through each day was to Follow the little breadcrumbs of joy. Follow the little things that felt good. And it would be something as small as, you know what? 
you know what would make me feel good right now is maybe I'm going to go take a walk to the farmer's market, get some stuff and make myself guacamole and vegetables or whatever it was, right? And Or maybe it was like, you know what's going to make me feel good right now is cleaning out my cabinets or, or calling a girlfriend or getting a manicure or reading a book or watching a spiritual uh, YouTube channel, right? I just, I just started following these little things that made me feel good, that made me feel expansive. And that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how the avalanche of my spiritual journey happened because I just kept on following those intuitive breadcrumbs. And when you follow those intuitive breadcrumbs, then all of a sudden, you know, you're reading Marianne Williamson, you're reading A Return to Love, and then you're like, oh, I got to get I got to get A Course in Miracles. And then when you're at the bookstore getting A Course in Miracles, you happen to see Wayne Dyer on the shelf and he's talking about the power of intention. So then you grab that. And as you're grabbing that, Louise Hayes, Heal Your Life falls up. So you're like, well, I'm going to get that. I mean, I maybe spent a lot of money on Barnes and Noble during those days, you know, and then you'd be, I'd be walking home and all of a sudden I would see, again, I would see like maybe a beautiful tea shop and I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to go in because that looks beautiful and fun and magical. And, you know, maybe the, the barista would just say something that made me smile. And sometimes we think intuition has to be this, this grand thing that leads us to our soulmate or the million dollar idea or our life purpose, right? Or these like, you know, epic uh, meetings that change our life. And and sometimes it truly is. In fact, intuition plays a part in all of those things. But intuition can also just brighten our day, right? Intuition can get us from being in a funky mood to, to smiling because a stranger opened the door. Because you went into a store and maybe you saw something that reminded you of someone that you loved right? Or reminded you that you had to call someone or reminded you they had to run an errand, right? There's like this beautiful web of synchronicities that we are able to live in. And when we live in such a way, life feels more magical. You know, there's, I think it's a Ronald Dahl quote that says, magic is all around us patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. 100% agree. And, you know, maybe I butchered that quote a little bit. But that is, like, that's, that's our intuition, right? When we're truly tapped in, we can see the magic in every moment. We can see the signs. We can feel the nudges. We can feel the pull of our joy of what feels expansive. And that's when life gets really freaking magical. You know, I've, I've seen that with the girls that enroll in my practical magic training what ends up happening, literally sometimes even before we even start the program, right after they enroll, maybe they watch the intro video and they just have it in their head. They're like, I'm in the practical magic training. Life's about to get really freaking magical. And they're super excited. And I've gotten so many comments of them saying, you know what? I haven't even started, you know, our first official homework yet. And I'm already feeling like life has gotten more magical. And it is simply because them saying yes, them trusting their intuition, right? Them going with their soul nudge, their gut saying yes to that initiation, yes to saying, I'm signing up for practical magic. I'm claiming a magical life for myself, right? Turns their senses sharper so that they can see the magic that's already existed around them. You know, a lot of the the magic that you're going to start seeing after using these tools, it's not that it wasn't there before. It's that you couldn't see it. You weren't looking for it. You didn't have your quote-unquote practical magic glasses on, right? 
And so it kind of just blurred in the background and you missed it. And my intention with this podcast is to hopefully, you know, give you some contact lenses (laughs) to help you be able to see the magic in your life. So without further ado, I wrote a handy dandy little uh, note card about some of the things that I do and I did when I first uh, started and I recommend to my clients so that you can really sharpen your intuitive muscles. So like I said before, I want you to think about that one area, that area that you're really like completely turn the lights off on your intuition in because you don't feel like you could trust yourself using your intuition in that area. Um, we'll, we'll work on your problem area first right now. And, you know, for me, back in the day, this was probably mm, – six years ago now. And I was living in New York. I was living in East Village. And this was at the, you know, the first couple years of my career really popping off. I had just been on TV. I, you know, the blog was doing really well. I had a full stack of clients. I was buzzing. I was kind of up and coming on the health and wellness scene. And I was getting invited to all of these events. All of a sudden, I went from like nobody really wanting to be my friend or wanting me any there to now everybody wants to be my friend. Everybody wants me everywhere. And it was very overwhelming. Um, And one of the areas I did not trust my intuition in yet was around my career. This was completely new territory. And I felt like how can I know enough to know which of these opportunities are truly important, which of these connections do I have to make, and which ones can I skip because energetically I can't physically keep going to three events. I would literally go to three events um, at night. I would completely exhaust myself and come home and collapse on my bed. And it was getting to the point where I'm like, I don't feel like the spitting image of wellness and mind, body, soul, holistic balance. And, you know, I'm trying to balance you know, serving my clients and creating content, writing my first book and and doing all the things with showing up um, to all the events that I was getting invited to. So my first intuitive experiment literally just started with using my intuition around event invites. And I, I encourage you to try this on if it resonates with you. I have a lot of my clients do it with just invitations in general. So mine were event invites, but you could do this with lunch invitations, um, you know, whatever, meetings, things like that. When we get asked to, you know, meet someone or go to something, show up for something, right? Essentially and ask for our time. Um, So what I was doing, what I promised myself to do for three months was that every time I got an invitation to an event or an invitation for, you know, someone to like meet up for coffee for networking purposes, I would take a minute, close my eyes. And I would tune in and I would ask myself, does this feel expansive? Or sometimes it would be what feels more expansive. Does it feel more expansive to go to this brand-sponsored party in Midtown tonight? Um, Or does it feel more expansive to stay home and take a bath or stay home and finish up a blog post, right? And so the way I would access this, right, there are a few different techniques I would use. The first most simple one would be asking myself the question, do I, what what if I, what if I eliminated the should? So for instance, if it was like go to, I would think I should go to this event. 
right? Or sometimes maybe if I had an early morning, I'd be like, well, maybe you should take the bath, right? So first I would be like, what if I eliminate the should from this equation? Like, and I, I got rid of what I felt like I was supposed to do or what I felt like was the, you know, the, you know, well, that would be the appropriate thing to do. They invited me to this thing. I should go, right? And instead I asked myself, what feels most expansive? And I would close my eyes and I would allow myself to just take a moment to be in each situation. So I'd close my eyes and I would imagine myself at that party with that brand, talking to people and, and just notice in my body how that felt. Did that feel energizing? Did it feel exciting? Did it feel like possibility, right? Expansive. Or did it feel draining? Did it feel exhausting? Same thing, I would, I would go then to the bath option, right? If, in this example. And I would tune in, I would close my eyes and I would imagine myself, you know, sending that email saying no to the party, laying it, you know, going into a bathtub and spending the night in the bathtub or spending, the, you know, an hour in the bathtub or whatever it was. And, and I would see how that felt. Did that feel relaxing, rejuvenating, honoring of what my, my body and my, my energetic needs were? Or did it feel, you know, um, did it feel remorseful or did it feel, was there, was there, because here's what I'm trying to get at with this, right? Is that I think when sometimes I give these examples, because I've talked about this so much, right, with people over the years, that you automatically assume you know which one is going to feel expansive. And the magic of actually doing the practice of this, of actually taking the two minutes it takes to close your eyes and visualize one experience and then visualize the other experience is that it's not so black and white. In fact, I actually remember I was giving this example. I was teaching people how you can tune into your body for this, right? Use your body as a pendulum at a conference I was speaking at in Palm Beach, Florida a few years ago. And at the time, I used a real-life example. So I was having – and this is a different version of the um, – so, so tool one is you actually visualizing the two closing your eyes, visualizing the two, asking yourself, which one feels the most expansive? When you allow yourself to visually pretend and go there in both examples, which one felt better? That's your intuition trying to speak to you. A second option that I used at this conference I was speaking at in Palm Beach is using your body as a pendulum. So you guys know, obviously, author of Eat With Intention, I'm all about body wisdom and our body is our, you know, uh, one of our, our main tools to utilize our intuition. So you can use your body as a pendulum. So what that entails is you would stand up. You would, what I like to do is like place my, um, place my hands, uh, one palm on top of the other one, and then almost pretend like almost energetically write out the question on my palm. So for instance, if the question was, is it in my highest good? So I start the question with that. Is it in my highest good? And then follow whatever it is. Is it in my highest good to go to this event tonight, right? So that would be a thing. Is it in my highest good to go to this event tonight? I would look at my hands and then I would place my hands on my heart, close my eyes, and I'm standing up straight at this point. And I would ask my body, is it in my highest good to go to this event tonight? And then I would just notice if my body rocked forward if my body rocked back. 
And you'll notice that if you fully just release, you surrender and just ask that question, hands on heart, your body will either lean forward or lean back. It's pretty magical. If you haven't already done it, you know, stand up right now unless you're driving, then wait till you get home and try it. It was one of my favorite tools to use because it gets you out of your head and into your body. And once again, like your body doesn't lie. So you lean forward and that's a yes. You lean backwards and that's a no. And so anyway, I'm at this event in Palm Beach, Florida, and I'm literally contemplating at the time. I was living in LA and I I had just moved to LA, but I've been traveling so much. I think I had been to Barcelona, France, Portland, Miami, and I had just gone back to LA and then I was back in Palm Beach speaking. It was a crazy travel period um, right after Eat With Intention came out. And I had this offer to go to Bali for a month and live in this beautiful co-working space and 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 just, you know, kind of work remotely from Bali at the month. Or I could just go back to my place in Santa Monica and, you know, live the LA life, which isn't too bad either. Um and it was so funny because once again, I, I spoke this in front of this crowd. And when I first just said, okay, so I'm trying to decide whether or not I should take this opportunity to go to Bali for a month or I should just, you know, chill and stay at home for a little bit, right? And I could see on their faces that the crowd was like, well, duh, you're going to go to Bali. Like that's the expansive thing. But then when I asked them to watch me as I was doing it, I showed them two different examples. So the first Example I did was the body pendulum, right? Is it in my highest good to go to Bali for a month? And I just gently tilted back because it didn't feel expansive. And so I was like, okay. So so n- notice. And then, and then I took it one step further, which is this is something you can do in front of a mirror or with a friend, is I just talked to them about each thing. So I was like, just watch my body language as I talk about these two options. And I want you to tell me what you think my intuition is trying to tell me. And so at first I talked about going to Bali. I was like, okay, well, I can go to Bali for a month and it's this beautiful place and da 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 whatever. And then I talked about staying home. Or, you know, I've traveled. I've been traveling a lot for the past six months. So I could stay home. I really love my apartment. I live walking distance from the beach. I love going to the farmer's market. I've kind of missed some of my normal routine stuff or whatever. Both options seem really good. But you could see explicitly in my body language that when I was talking about Bali, my shoulders concaved in. I kind of tensed up, you know. There wasn't as much light or radiance in my face. And and my whole body just kind of was like, meh. You know, I'm sinking into my chair right now. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you're watching this and listening to it on the podcast. And then when I talked about staying at home, it was like, shoulders, back, light, airy. It was almost like, you know, the sun was shining down on my face. And, And they were astounded by it. And I love giving that example because sometimes... We think we know what the obvious answer is. And when that that happens is that oftentimes that's when a should is getting in the way. Well, you should be ecstatic to be offered to go to Bali for a month. Well, you should be happy to go to this brand party. Well, you should want to volunteer at your kid's school. Well, you should want to go to Pilates this morning, right? And so we let the shoulds block us out of listening to our intuition of what actually feels expansive. And so the first step you're always going to do is release those shoulds, right? Acknowledge what the should is, is an important step. Well, I feel like I should 
do this. And so here's also, um, here's another pro-intuition hack around the, the shoulds. Now that you have a, a couple of tools, so you have the visualization tool, you have the body pendulum tool, and then you just have the body language tool, right? Of You can do this in front of a mirror, talk about both options and just look at yourself or record it on video. Um, and you'll be astounded. It's actually a super fun exercise to see how much your body cannot lie. Um, so, so the next thing um, that I was going to say is that one of the hacks I found over the years while well, well, I've been flexing my intuitive muscles around this um, is that when there is a should, when I identify the should and I'm not doing it, a lot of times that in and of itself is the answer, right? So if I should be ecstatic to go to Bali for a month and I'm not 100% yes for Bali, that pretty much means that it's not expansive, right? It's kind of like if you're like, well, I should want to go on a date with this guy again, but I'm contemplating it, you know that, that that's a no, right? So whatever the should is, if you're not – because here's the thing. Let's say – I'm trying to think. Let's say you get um, an invitation to a coffee date with someone who would be incredibly valuable to network with for whatever you want to do. Whatever that next project of yours is or whatever you're trying to work on right now, you get a coffee date with the person that would be perfect to talk to that about, right? So you should be like, hell yeah. And if you if you combine that, you should be a hell yeah with it being intuitively aligned, then you don't even think about it. And I'm sure you've had experiences like that, right? Someone asks you to do something and you're like, yes, oh my God, happy to do it. You don't think about it twice. In the calendar, done, right? When you really like someone, when you started dating your husband or your uh, your partner, you know, whoever you're with, you know, I bet it wasn't like, oh, I should go out with him again. No, it's like, I want to go out with this person again. When you meet your girlfriends, right? It's not like, oh, well, I guess I should call her. It's like, no, I want to call her. And yes, you should call her. But when your should connects with your intuitive alignment, you just do it. Right? So if your should is like, well, I should go to yoga and intuitively it feels aligned for you to go to yoga for your body, you just go to yoga. You don't overthink it. So I think that's a little hack, a little intuitive hack that I realized over the years when I was allowing myself to be stuck in indecision for far too long um, instead of just honoring that if, if the obvious answer, if I'm not already doing the thing that's like quote unquote obvious that I should want to do, quote unquote, um, that then I'm not being guided to. And so that's a, that's a little bit more, you know, some tools for some tactical yes or no intuition. But I, once again, I, I, if this is something you want to work on, I suggest that you give yourself an intensive period of really using it. So when any decision comes up, whenever you're like, should I do X or should I do Y, break out one of these tools. You're like, all right, I'm going to talk it over in front of a mirror and see what my body says. Or I'm going to use the body pendulum. Or I'm going to ask myself, what's my should? And if I don't want to do the should, then it's probably the other option. Maybe it's the option that, that you're scared to do that maybe requires disappointing someone or confronting someone. Um, but that's the option that you really want. 
That brings me to another question before we dive into signs and nudges and all that stuff to handle this like practical kind of like using it for yes or no choices intuition. Um, and um, wait, I know I just talked and I like ran myself over, <laughs> ran myself over my own thought around intuition. So what was I saying? So I was saying about how when we want to make a decision and then we ask ourselves what the should is, you know, I completely lost it. I completely lost it. So I'll come back to it later if I remember it when I'm talking about my other musings, but it has drifted away from my consciousness right now. So those are more practical. I implore you to use them on a daily basis to really flex um, and really ask yourself, okay, you know, what feels most expansive? What do I, what, what feels, oh, there you go. It came back to me. Perfect. This is a question that is so helpful for me. Um, I find super helpful for my clients because we tend to have a, a people-pleasing tendency or not wanting to disappoint people, not wanting to have confrontation. Um, if you're listening to this, maybe you relate to that. Um, and so I always ask myself, what would I do in a vacuum? And this is a really powerful question to tap into your intuition. Because if you ask yourself what you would do in a vacuum, so this is not to say you're being like an inconsiderate jerk to other people, right? <laughs> this is to say, okay, well, if there was absolutely no fear that let's say, you know, you're, this PR company that's running the event was going to like blacklist you or be upset with you for canceling, you know, um, the day of, would you still want to go to the event or would you just stay home and take the bath? And so for me, I found that sometimes the barrier to me listening to my intuition, to me honoring the thing I wanted to do was to um, was that I didn't want to disappoint someone. I didn't want to ruffle someone's feathers or, or, you know, start a conflict. And this would be even if I was exhausted from a long day and I had a date that night, I'd be scared. Well, they're going to be upset with me or they're not going to want to see me again or whatever it is if I cancel on them. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that when you're coming from an authentic place, if, if someone really is perturbed by you honoring it, and communicating it effectively, then they're not for you, you know, in, in good riddance, right? But, you know, probably a whole other podcast could be <laughs> how to, you know, not be a spiritual jerk when you're listening to intuition. So it is important to, I'll just give a little disclaimer here, when you're in this phase while you're flexing your intuitive muscles, tuning in and seeing what feels expansive, it really is important to be loving and considerate to the people in your life that are going to be affected by it. So for instance, if you have a partner that is asking you to do something and you're intuitively checking in and it comes up for you that it'd feel more expansive to maybe spend that night alone or do something else, um, if you truly love that partner and really want them in your life, you want to communicate it in a loving way and and offer, um, you know, some sort of, you know, thing, right? So you would say, you wouldn't just say, you know, um, I don't want to see you tonight. It doesn't feel good, <laughs> right? Um, if you truly care about them and, and you want to want to honor your feelings but also honor them, you can say, hey, you know, I'm, you know, tonight I'm feeling tired and it would feel so much better for me to take a bath. But, you know, I, I'll be more rested, 
you know, this weekend and I'd love to see you then. You know, same thing with a lot of the event companies, what I ended up doing. And I was like, you know what? My schedule is far too packed right now. But if you'd like to send me some product, I would love to check it out and hop on a call with you and see if we can do something, right? And I've actually found that for me, a lot of partnerships and a lot of things ended up happening that way because I was honoring that it usually doesn't feel expansive to me to go to one of those big cocktail networking events where there's so many people there and I'm just going to have to try to like find people to say hi to. I don't thrive in those events. Some people do. And so it's almost always more effective and helpful for me if I'm genuinely curious about, um, you know, a person or a brand or whatever's going on to suggest an alternative way to connect. So being considerate while you're listening to your intuition, of course, and communicating with love and people that you care about and the relationships you value, of course, but a very, very important thing to do to ask yourself in that area. So for instance, if if your area around that is money, then use those tools around money every time you're spending money and visualize as if you're going to feel expansive to buy this sweater or does it feel more expansive to know that I have the $100 in my wallet Right? I use that to this day when I'm making big ticket purchases. So if I'm thinking like, oh, do I want to buy this new laptop? I think how expansive is this laptop going to feel or would it feel more expansive to have that $2,000 still in my bank account? Um, and so that's a great way to, to utilize it for that. Take it, take it for a test drive. Um, please let me know. Let me know in the comments on YouTube. Let me know um, in your DMs. I want to know how this experience is going for you. And then, you know, to, to also talk about broadening up to receiving downloads and signs and nudges, right? This is truly about being open and willing and similar to how you're flexing your muscles and your intuition is getting stronger when you're doing those exercises, when you're taking the time to ask those questions to clarify what your intuition is telling you. And then you're backing it up by honoring it. So that's actually a really important thing I forgot to mention. When you're getting these answers, it's important for you to act on them. So if you get the intuitive answer and it says stay home and take a bath, but you go to the party instead, then you're pretty much slapping your intuition in the face and saying, okay, well, you know, you can you can keep talking, but I'm not going to listen, right? If you get that intuitive answer that says actually it feels way more expansive to have that $1,000 in the bank than to spend it on those concert tickets and you buy the concert tickets anyway, once again, you're pretty much just you're enforcing a negative connection with your intuition. Whereas when you take that leap and let's say you listen to your intuition and you have an uncomfortable conversation with someone, you disappoint them because you're not going to go meet them that night or whatnot because you need to finish some work and that actually feels more expansive right now. When you have that conversation, when you honor your intuition, you're going to feel like literally it will feel like this like you'll literally feel yourself expanding. You'll feel the joy. You'll feel the the flow. You'll it'll almost be like an instant relief. It not almost. It will feel like an instant relief in your body when you honor your truth. When you honor your intuition. You know, when I said no to Bali, it was like, ugh, like I could breathe. Like I could breathe because I just admitted the thing that I truly felt right? And so you have to act on it. That's part of the magic. The reason why, you know, I feel like I'm so connected to my intuition and right now is because I listen to it all the time. If my intuition is like, you know what? Um, don't eat X, Y, and Z today 
because that's what's making you, um, you know, break out or whatever, I don't do it. And then my skin looks better the next day. I mean, it sounds kind of silly, but it happens in every aspect. My intuition is like, hey, don't publish that podcast right now because you're not feeling it. I don't do it. If my intuition is like, hey, you know, you're supposed to do that, um, that, those emails right now, but you have that really great idea, just go with the idea. I do it. And you know what happens? You're rewarded for it. You're rewarded and that's when the magic happens. That's when the synchronicities happen. That's when you look around and you're like, oh my God, my life is flowing. My life is magical because I'm listening to my own inner GPS because I'm honoring the guidance system in my soul that has my highest interest at heart. And when it comes to asking for signs, right, it's simply once again a question of opening your eyes to them, seeing everything as a sign. Right? When you when you hear someone that's like, oh, I saw a blue jay and, and that was a signal that this is a fresh start, or I saw a hummingbird and that was a reminder for me to have more fun, or you know, I was crossing the street and I saw a man with a yellow heart heart or hat, and that reminded me of Curious George, which is what my dad used to, you know, whatever. And and sometimes you're like, how does this how did this person make these connections? And the truth is they're just open. They're just open and willing to see the signs that are always there for us, right? Whether it's, you know, angel numbers or it's symbolism, animal spirits, um, words. I mean, how many times are you maybe driving on the highway and you're thinking about something and you look up and there's a billboard that literally says the message you need to hear. I literally, I remember when I was debating if I should move to L.A., I ask for signs. So this is the first thing. Just ask for them. Start asking for signs and do it in a playful way. I think the best way to engage um, when you're starting is to just have fun with it. So maybe you're just like, hey, show me signs that I'm ready to live a more magical life, right? And maybe you'll notice a unicorn sticker that day or maybe you'll notice um, – angel wing somewhere or uh, your lucky number or maybe you'll see the word magic, right? Like you'll see all these different little signs because your eyes are peeled to it because you open yourself up to see it. So you can experiment once again with flexing that muscle by simply opening up the floodgates with it and doing it from a more playful perspective and not a, hey, you know, when you give away your intuition, it's kind of like saying, well, I don't know if I should turn left or right. So um, can you give me a sign on if I should go left or right? Right? I feel like that, that's when you're completely turning your power away. But when you're like, hey, you know, I have a hunch that I should go right, but I would love some signs, just like thumbs up, high fives, like some like really encouraging signs today that lets me know that I'm on the right track, right? Those are the best ways to ask, you know, or sometimes you're just like, hey, you know, let me, let, I want a sign around where I should go on vacation this summer, right? And then maybe you're randomly in a bookstore and there's like a book at, on the front that catches your eye and it says Spain, right? You choose to live in that magical of a world. You choose by your willingness, by your openness, by your requests. You know, um, again, a subject for another podcast, but <laughs> when we think about angels and spirit guides and, and, and um, other dimensional beings, they're waiting for us to 
we have free will, right? They're not just going to be like trying to hit us over the head with pots and pans. We have to request assistance. Similarly with signs, right? We have to ask for signs and then we have to tune our eyes to seeing them. And so, and when we do, then that's again, once again, that's when the magic happens, right? And, and it's similar, you know, I feel like we're going pretty long right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this episode up and maybe we'll do a complete other episode that's kind of like maybe intuition level two, um, talking more about signs and downloads and stuff. And if you guys like that, you know, let me know in the comments. Um, but you know, when you think about downloads and receiving these things, it's really just because you've made yourself such an open channel that you're no longer resisting the downloads that are constantly coming, right? I could literally be doing the dishes and I'll get a download about something, right? And when I say a download, it'll be like a thought will come up. So I'll be doing the dishes and all of a sudden I'll get a picture of maybe me and my girlfriend doing this project together. I'll get a picture of me and my boyfriend going on a vacation somewhere, right? And it'll just be like, oh, okay, that's where we should go. Or I'll get, a, I'll get an idea for a blog post or a podcast I have to do, right? It's like these little downloads. You know, I, I was just thinking about one of my girlfriends who's getting married and I got a beautiful download of, uh, you know, a, a, a gesture to do for her for her wedding uh, based on uh, a certain family situation that she has going on. And it was simply because I was open to it. I wasn't trying to manipulate it or make it happen. I was just, I was open and and I've created that open container. And you create that open container first and foremost through meditation. And now we can do a whole podcast on meditation and the benefits of meditation and how meditation is one of the number one tools to help you live your most magical life. But, you know, as we close this, I want to, if you don't have a regular meditation practice and you're really looking to amp up your intuition, I highly recommend finding even a five-minute meditation practice, even if you want to listen to some sound bowls for 10 minutes on YouTube, if you want to just focus on your breath for five minutes, if you want to do the whole thing, do 20 minutes with a mantra, you want to get any of my guided meditations on YouTube, start showing up for a meditation practice consistently because what that's going to do is enable you to be a clear channel to receive. Because it's not that we're not always getting messages. We're all getting messages. No one gets more messages than someone else. The difference is that some of us clear our channel up more so we can hear it. Some of us allow ourselves to be open vessels for it so it flows through us easily and effortlessly because we're not resisting it. You know, when I came on, and for all of these Practical Magic Musings podcasts, when I come on, I have an idea of what the podcast is going to be about. And, you know, a few... A few main things I want to make sure I hit and the rest is completely channeled. I had no idea I was going to give you the example about Bali at, when I was talking in, uh, in Florida. I had no example I was going to give you. Uh, I had no idea I was going to give you some of the other examples, right, that I kind of remember at this moment. Actually, I for sure, um, I was going to wait until the body wisdom exercise to talk about the body pendulum. But because I'm such a clear channel, when I literally turn the mic on and then open up my channel as I do, it just flows. And so I go in here with the intention of, please, you know, source, spirit, universe, God, let flow through through me whatever these listeners need to hear to help them activate their intuition and inspire them to start doing these intuitive push-ups so that they can live their most magical life. 
And because I don't have any resistance or judgment around whatever is coming through, it flows really easily. And you might find that you have certain areas of your life, like I said, that that flows easy for you and others areas that it don't, it doesn't. And that's perfectly fine, but that's the area, right, where we need to, that's the area we meditate for. That's the area that we do our intuitive push-ups for. And the more that we release that resistance and we sit in that space, you know, um, I forgot who said it, but a wise spiritual teacher said that prayer is the question and meditation is listening to the answer. And so when we're always asking questions in life, right? We're always asking questions, unconsciously asking questions, sometimes prayerfully, hopefully asking questions, setting intentions. But so often, if we're not meditating, we're not actually creating enough space for us to fully hear the answers. This is why most of the times when people get quote-unquote downloads or intuitive nudges or inspiration, it happens in the shower. It happens when you're at the beach. It happens when you're golfing. It happens when you're doing something where you've created the space to actually hear what intuition is flowing. And meditation is your guarantee to create that space for yourself every day. And I I guarantee if you meditate on a regular basis, you'll start receiving guidance and intuitive nudges and you'll be able to not only see the signs, but tune into your intuition more on a regular basis because meditation fundamentally opens you up and helps hyper-connect you to your intuition in a really powerful way. So I hope this episode was helpful and chock full of juicy, practical magic that you can really use to flex your intuitive muscles and live a more magical life. Like I said, please, please, please let me know in the comments below if this was helpful, if you're using any of these techniques, if you have any questions, if there's anything you want me to elaborate on for a future episode, I'm here for you. This podcast is for you. This YouTube uh, show is for you. And as always, please subscribe wherever you're watching or listening leave a review. It means the world to me. And if you want to join my online spiritual support community, appreciate.com, you can look in the links below the episode and you can click that. Um, It's just $25 a month and you get weekly workshops with me that will no doubt have you meditating, connecting to your intuition and living a more magical life. And of course, you can also click the link below and check out my Practical Magic 101 workshop completely for free to dive deeper into the core concepts of practical magic. Thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next week on Practical Magic Musings.